Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guest hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. science and where we're going are we having a false flag are we really going to do this folks because we're the ascension center education for the wobble in woo one so welcome aboard to 24,900 years of ascension master train the trainers program and we will have tonight the solar ambassador pastor ralph kennedy johnston senior who has helped us with space and NASA and Grumman and all types of community support as well as Pastor Richard Thomas Knight tonight with his abilities to help us internationally and to speak with others as far as how we protect the galaxy guardians and the guardians of the galaxy all the way down. Uh-oh. Am I, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. To the planet. <laughs> <laughs> they flipped me down. Oh, wow, that was amazing. Thank you up there. Okay, folks, right from the spacecraft to the planet. Okay, uh, welcome aboard uh, to this universe and what we are creating now in our fandom wiki. And for all these people out there that don't know what's going on, uh, we're all about a new world, a new faith, hope, uh, harmony with emotions and uh, feelings and beliefs and talents and skills, and we got a reset, so we made it, folks, to the other side of reality. This is a new reality. We're on a 
totally different timeline. Uh, this is a great place to be alive and a great time to be alive. So we are about helping everybody, especially all you entrepreneurs out there that want to help in our spiritual science community. And today we're going to welcome our Florida group with Ascension Center and our Ascension Church, which is Ohana, the gathering of the spirits for all our, our pastors that would like to be open source and identified as unconditional love, as well as all universal life uh, that in the past has gathered in California through the Hensleys and Modesto, California, as well as all of our psychics. Now, we have a lot of scientists and engineers in our groups that don't claim to be psychics are uh, impasse, but that's okay. We'll allow them to come into our church, too, because spiritual science is where the gathering is for spiritual science workers, light workers, truth seekers, mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, seers, shaman, empaths, oh my gosh, you name it, uh, and of course, all of our NASA engineers, all of our engineers all over the world, all of our maritime, offshore, and all people, whether they uh, realize as of 2020, we shut the world down, and we're very impressed with ourselves. <laughs> so, Richard, while we're waiting on our guest speaker tonight with... Uh, uh, Pastor Gigi Adams Evans, make it short. And uh, did you get in contact with her? Is she coming on the last hour as usual? Yes, she she will be joining us in the last hour as well. Okay, well we'll have uh, Pastor Ken Johnston for the first hour. But if he'd like to stay and get to know Pastor Gigi, we can do that too. So in the meantime, folks, uh, let me let uh, Pastor Richard. Knight, who has agreed to be our honorary ACO president, and a lot of people are asking me, who is he from all levels and tiers in cyberspace culture and technology, because if I didn't introduce him, I now understand why people get offended because of spam and phishing, and Google has gotten really tight on their security, and we wanted to use Microsoft and Google, of course, and Facebook and our social media groups. But uh, we've got so many out there in epigenetics and integrative medicine and Ascension Center organization, A Spoke Life and Christian Mystics, all these groups uh, that I haven't been able to even begin to start introducing any of our new pastors. So, Richard, do your best at introducing yourself to all our social media groups out there, and then I'll post this and on um, some of our YouTube, so maybe they'll start listening. <laughs> Give it your best shot. <laughs> All right. My name is Richard T. Knight. Uh, I was blessed and born with 14 senses and a full and complete connection to the source of all, which means that basically I did not lose memory as to who I was or where I came from. Basically, I'm an emissary from the source or God or whatever you happen to call the divine being or the greater energetic presence that is beyond our creative selves as human beings. It is a source that sustains us all through the power of love that is unconditional, and it radiates out through all of our hearts and all of our spirits, all of our souls and all of our essence in every way, in every day, in every moment that we breathe. And this is the congregation that is bringing us together. We are one mind, one heart, and one being in a matter of consciousness. 
Now, of course, for all you scientists out there, uh, quantum physics has proven that, in fact, if you can reach a zero point, which means that the mind basically reaches a state of stasis, and the emotional self and the higher self uh, get together, and they create a, a creative manifestation of anything that is there. What was that? I, I'm sorry, but when I, <laughs> when I, when oh I walk my into my office, when I walk into my office and my computer's all set up and the screen's there, it detects someone walking in and the voice comes in, the alien, uh, alien saying, you know, I'm, I apologize. Oh, <laughs> you've got an alien detection device, I see. Yeah. Like hey, you never know. The ETs might want to come down and text you a message or something. You never know. <laughs> I always check. I always check. You bet. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's one way to start it. That's one way to start it. Go ahead. Well, Pastor Ben Johnson, you have been with Universal Life in Modesto, I don't know how many years, and ran all the little groups all up and down California. Now we're asking you to come back out of your retired service and get back out here with the Ascension Conference organizers and the Ascension Church Ohana. So welcome aboard as the cause uh, solar ambassador with us today and Pastor Ken Johnston. So uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I sent you a copy of your uh, old thing with us, but uh, it's also a picture up here, folks, uh, on Blog Talk Radio. But Ken, as Pastor Ken Johnston, give us an idea of your background because I hope you got to hear Richard's. I don't know. I, well, I did. I actually did. I tried to keep the machine quiet enough there. Sorry about that, Richard. Um, well, I guess, uh, wow. Which 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 part of my life are we, we going to go back on? I mean, um, we're doing universal was, life and your ministries and all the mystical, magical mystery tour of spiritual science. We're, we're doing our best to bring our brain and our heart blended together today in one meeting called universal life but we are ascension masters as well being that we have claimed that in our ascension conference organizers for the entire world so we are actually uh, going to talk about all kind of things procession and re- reincarnation and ascended masters and vip workshop presenters but today we want your best spiritual and how you got involved in the beginning with the Lins, uh, well, Hensley's and the Universal Life in California because we understand you're a great administrator and you can help keep up with our uh, members and uh, all of that. So we're asking you to be a pastor administrator and a principal with Richard and I. I know we have put you on the spot today, but thank you. And uh, you're just the old guy again. You're the senior. <laughs> whatever you can teach us to do, keeping up with all these people. So well, whatever part you want to share. Well, I did go all the way back. I mean, um, even back when I was in the fourth grade and I um, I accepted my baptism at the time. And I, I grew up um, very active in uh, in the little country town called Hart, Texas, only 560 people, and that's counting all of us that lived out in the country on the farms. And uh, then when I, I left that and went into a military academy, an Oklahoma military academy then, and then later off into the Marine Corps. But I um, I, I stayed active with my, uh, my religion, my beliefs, and um, once I got out of the Marine Corps and, and away from all of the savageness that goes on in the world, 
Um, not that the Marines are, are guilty of all that. It's just we all are. Uh, and I had the, uh, I guess, the privilege of, of working with um, the Universal Life and, and helped start a couple of different uh, um, churches out in California. Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think how many decades ago that was. That had to be back in, oh, Lordy. <laughs> we'll figure out some. We'll figure out some of the dates and the times. I've got some certificates and charts and things that I was involved with because I was in charge of a whole district running from Seattle, Washington, down to um, oh, I guess it was Santa Fe and California. And so there were there were I had at least a, a dozen different churches that I would um, periodically go and and visit. Um, to be sure everything was running right. So I, I do have a background with the Universal, and uh, you know, who knows, I may still be of some benefit and value. I'll, I'll certainly be available to do, a, do what's needed and, and what you folks need. So with that, I'll, I'll leave it there, and I'll, I'll step in whenever you want me, okay? I guess so. Everybody got scared away and left, didn't they? <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It was just took a moment for you guys to get back in there. You thought I'd talk longer. I know what it did. <laughs> I'll, I'll do well, my best. No. Uh, well, I mean, you have been involved with Universal Life probably maybe even past where I, I joined because I joined when I was 19, became ordained and all of that, and basically mm-hmm. got involved with Grace House, which was uh, a, a youth community center. And we, you know, counseled youth and so forth, and we held prayer sessions, and, and we evoked the Holy Spirit, and we evoked the presence of Christ on a weekly basis and so forth. And, and the ministry uh, was focused on saving our youth from, you know, very negative circumstances and situations. Right. And, what I mean, you know, now I'm – well, that was – I was 19, so that would have been the season, 574. Okay, I was about <laughs> – about 15 years before that. <laughs> Mercy wow. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll well, together, you know, we'll, I'll dig up my records and we'll, we'll talk about that sometime and uh, see where we're at. Okay. Go ahead. Well, sure. That sounds great. Uh, TJ, you have anything to add? I was <laughs> ordained in a gold pyramid, Ken, in Houston, Texas, where you and I met. I don't know yeah. if you remember Westheimer. Do you remember the Unity Church on Westheimer in Houston? No, I don't right now. But then they could be part of the, the problem of them uh, taking away my memory whenever I got knocked down several times. So, And car accidents. Well, things tried to get rid of me, and I'm still here. But go ahead. It was a gold, it was a gold pyramid. And uh, I was very blessed that God uh, – and I mean God <laughs> – and Goddess and Godmother and Holy Spirit took me and walked me down to the podium to be blessed. And I had a laying on of hands in the gold pyramid. And uh, I guess I'm doing what God wants me to do, bring God, Godmother, Holy Spirit, the monad, philosophy, science, Pythagoras, all the things to the 24,900 station because we are going to talk about not just the day and the year, but the great year and the yugas and how all people have always known the truth and only in our spiritual, metaphysical, ancient mystery groups did we really pass on the spirit 
And that's how we came up with all our incarnations. And some people don't know this, but on this planet, they have passed the test, even though some people that have lived for hundreds of thousands of years and kept their money, you know, up to 900 years at a time in Germany or in other places in the world, among family names, is that is being talked about now in woo year one. I'm very impressed to say. And uh, we're going to well, know that they, all the people showing up on the planet and making a stand as one, one human carbon-based unit, sentient, intelligent being, one vote did matter. And it made the world spin around. And others above, our ascended masters, did take notice. So we will talk about who we are, how we came to be, how we have life after life, and how we reincarnate, how aliens separate from extraterrestrials, even in our UFO association, which we've all been in, how we set all this up educationally, our scribes and our artists and authors and all those in all languages, and this will be transcribed. I was just talking to India. And they're going to take what we say today and put it in French for us. Isn't that interesting? So, folks, this is the best of times. And if you can hear this, you are blessed because we have been chosen to be in this epoch of time. This was something we talked about 10 years ago in 2011. Now it is 2021, exactly 10 years almost to the day, and here we are talking about the Ascension Age, the Ascension Center Education, what it's like, how to social network metaphysics, and we've been working on this as long as the government and the universities have been around. And when I came into play and was uh, ordained in that 1984 we started Star Wars in 1985, and it's been a space race ever since. So um, it was no coincidence that Ken and I were working around NASA, and my husband worked directly for NASA and Chris Craft, and Ken worked directly for Grumman, and my father-in-law worked for Grumman, and all my children grew up expecting to be going to the moon and Mars by now. So what happened? You know, what happened to us? What timeline did we get off track on? Um, Ken, you lived through that. I'll let you talk to that, if you will, back in the 60s and what we all thought. And why aren't we there now? Is it our responsibility? <laughs> and it, it, usually it's because we've, we've had so many other things we had to try to work with. And it was just one of the things I wanted to throw in here before I, I – I lose it. I'm sure Richard and you both may have similar experiences, but but I was born uh, when I was born. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think how old I was at the time. Oh, um, when I was a, a year and a half, two years old, and they were going to do a tonsillectomy. I mean, uh, I died. I mean, my um, um, my heart stopped beating for 39 seconds. Uh, they uh, back then they didn't have pull machines and doing things like that. But fortunately, the doctor. He, he, my mother said that he just threw all of his, his tools in the air that he used for the um, uh, 
my, my, you know, my throat and then started giving me mouth to mouth and I came back. So I, I died. And um, I mean, I had no heartbeat and for over a minute or so, and, but they managed to, uh, and, and I kind of personally believe that um, it was a condition set up. So a reincarnation uh, of, of who I am now stepped in and took over from the body that was about to go to be lost. So I don't know if uh, Richard or you have had similar experiences where that you know that you died and you were brought back to life, and now here we are. So I, I think God has a, a plan for us. and I know he probably had a hard time keeping me focused on the right, right part of where I'm headed, but uh, I'll do my best. I'll work on it, okay? That's my background on that. Okay, then then I guess either I pushed the wrong button and I lost everybody, or something happened. No, 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 we're here. <laughs> we're here. My, I mean, my similar my similar experience was at the age of fourteen, and they thought I had severe appendicitis. Um, I was walking down the hallway in my mom's house one afternoon. Decided I'd gone to the was going to go swimming, and I got halfway down the hallway, and my body collapsed, and all the muscles seized. And so I ended up in the fetal position and could not straighten out whatsoever. And so they took me to the hospital and gave me all kinds of muscle relaxers and all that kind of thing. And basically they did experimental surgery because the doctor didn't know for a fact what exactly was going on. Anyway, about uh, two or so hours later, uh, and I was above myself watching the surgery as it transpired because naturally the body itself was knocked out to a degree. And um, basically I died as well during that particular surgery. It turned out not to be uh, appendicitis. The, app the appendix was perfectly healthy, even though the doctor took it out for the heck of it, I guess. But anyway, this was back in 69, um, the same year that we went to the moon. All right. And uh, I basically went to uh, before the presence of God. In other words, I flew up out of the hospital room uh, where my body had basically ceased to exist and uh, to, out up through the roof and into the night sky and on onward and upward and who knows how far away it was or to what direction even. But I went through the, the colored tunnel and at the end of the tunnel there were two angels and the angels were standing there and they greeted me as I arrived. And as they greeted me, a cobblestone veranda appeared out of nowhere before us. And at the other end of the veranda, there was a, a chair made of redwood and the chair seemed to be alive because there were rose vines strung along the chair on all angles of it, and in these rose vines there were roses opening and closing. Then all of a sudden a robed figure appeared out of nowhere, and uh, I was seeing them from their uh, side appearance. In other words, I, was, I wasn't, uh, I forget the word, but anyway, where their face and their hands and their feet should have been, there was no hands or feet. There was only pure gold energy. And as this being told, turned and faced me, uh, and began to walk around so that it could sit in the chair, uh, the visage of a very, very old and wise man with a very long white beard appeared as he sat in the chair. I was immediately pulled forward and stood behind, behind, before this presence, and he lifted his left hand, and a large book appeared out of nowhere. And he sat the book in his lap, and he turned and opened the book, and as he turned the pages of the book, you could see everyone's life going on as though it were a movie screen and the births were taking place and, and you know people getting into middle age and old age and all that kind of thing and he flipped the pages and he came to my life and of course 
my page wasn't very full because I was only 14 years of age at the time. But he still had the, the wisdom and the forethought to say, well, you know, you promised to do a great many things and you haven't achieved hardly any of them, so naturally you have to go back. Now, the elation and the bliss and the love that I felt at that time I had never, ever experienced in my, in my life up until that point. And so naturally, I didn't want to come back here because back here was nothing but challenges and hatred and bitterness and all kinds of different things. And uh, he said, well, I'm sorry, but I have to go back. And I said, well, you know, can you, can you grant me one uh, present or one favor? And he says, sure. And I said, I would like to see who and what I truly am. And he said, okay. So, he, you know, he put up his right hand and I basically was propelled back towards the, the entrance of the tunnel and as I approached the tunnel, the angels were no longer angels. Instead, they were balls of swirling light of energy that obviously had consciousness. So I don't know how it was that I stepped away from my spiritual presence, but I was able to step away from it and look back. And when I looked back upon myself, I too was nothing but a swirling ball of light and energy. And obviously, I had consciousness of the presence of my being or my essence being instilled therein because I naturally stepped right back into the ball of sorting light. And then I was propelled down the tunnel and I went back through the night sky and back through the roof of the hospital and I found my body and it was on a gurney with a sheet over it and the nurse was applying the tags to the big toe saying, you know, died at such and such a time. And have, upon reading it, of course, I had been legally dead for 33 minutes. And so I went into the body and there was horrendous pain and my the pain was such that I immediately sat up and when I did of course the nurse immediately screamed and fainted fortunately there was another nurse in the room and uh, you know she came over and, and and sat me you know forced me back down to a laying position and called the doctors and everybody and they showed me up now this was confirmed simply because during the procedure the man had taken out a ganglion growth that had six tentacles on it and the last or largest tentacle was only millimeters away from my heart. So if this surgery had not done in, been done on that particular day, I would have died a few days later anyway because this tentacle would have actually seized and crushed my heart. So, of course, when I insisted that I see the tentacle that was, you know, the, the growth that had been taken from me, uh, they were absolutely astounded, and they said, there's no way I could have possibly have that knowledge, and yet I insisted on seeing it to the point that finally they gave in and they actually showed me the... the uh, well, I would say it was probably plum-shaped, and it had all these tentacles, these dangling growths coming out of it. And um, so I went in the history books as probably like the 18th person that had actually died from Christmas tree mesentery, because basically speaking, I had ingested a pine seed or a pine needle when I was a wee tyke, and it, instead of going out of me, it had attached itself <clears throat> to the mesentery wall, and it had fed itself, and so I had a tree growing up inside of me. So Merry Christmas, as they say, you know? Yes, we I, very. Some of the things that you experience are some of the same things that I recall. But I was much younger. I was only, uh, wow, barely three years old when they uh, did that operation. Oh man, then wow. my heart stopped beating. Um, mm. As I said, yeah, the doctor just shoved all of his his operating tools off off the plate where I was, grabbed me, picked me up, and started giving mouth to mouth. <laughs> they had just learned to do mouth to mouth resuscitation. The old way was strictly just, uh, um, um, yeah, pressure pushing up and down, up and down on on the heart to get you to breathe again. But now, um, mouth to mouth resuscitation is a way of, of helping people recover, and that's the way 
they restored my life. And I know for a fact that while I was um, while I was dead, that uh, the being that I, I am now had the opportunity then to step in and take over um, this lifespan that I have. Because I was totally different than my uh, two older brothers, and um, now I'm the only one left of the whole clan. So I'm I'm, I'm still here to do and finish up the job that I was given and told to do. So it, it, it's interesting the things that um, I can find similar to uh, some of the, some of the things that you you had gone through. And TJ, we've never talked very much about this before. This is the first time I've come public and discussed it, but I feel comfortable with the fact that uh, I'm with other people that have experienced some of the same things. So that's that kind of brings me up to where you are, Richard. So um, carry on. Thank you. Well, my turn then, Ken. I died in second grade. They took my uh, – I had uh, hepatitis. I got very sick with uh, infectious hepatitis. I couldn't go to school. I turned yellow, and I couldn't do anything. I'd lost all the uh, – I couldn't walk, talk, or anything. And so they put me in the hospital, and uh, they all came around me like I was going to die. But somebody came up with something – uh, with uh, this blood machine in 1957 or 8 when I died. And they I just remember my mother saying they brought it up. Later on, I was asking questions, folks. So you have to put in how you perceive reality that you experienced. Plus, scientifically, we go back to what we can prove to ourselves in a way of speaking spiritual than science. So the science would be that my mother confirmed to me that they sent for um, it's like a they, she called it like a clean blood cleaning machine. So I suspect that in today's reality, being that I became a hospital corpsman and worked in the Navy and then helped people uh, pass over, my husband uh, was on dialysis. That this was a blood like a dialysis machine. So they brought it up to St. Francis Hospital where I was, and uh, apparently. That it worked, but I passed, and I remember sitting up and seeing angels or beings. Uh, I, I was, uh, I don't remember looking back and seeing my body, so I can't tell you what color I was, white or there was a string or gold. But I didn't leave the human form, uh, reality or our carbon. Well, I, I was outside the carbon-based unit of a human, what we know as a human biological or sentient, intelligent being, child at seven. But I don't speak too eloquently about it because uh, it's hard to remember uh, details back then except emotionally how we felt at the time. So I usually go back to my little child telling a story. So forgive me if I regress in the way I sound. But uh, while I was sitting there, these angels told me, or extraterrestrials for those of you that don't believe in angels, (laughs) extraterrestrials told me that uh, I, I would was going to heal, and I was very happy talking to them. So uh, I, hear, I hear Richard. i got to meet Richard for a minute. Okay, and I could hear um, – I thought I was talking to them because I'd had extraterrestrials in my life as a child earlier teach me how to do things on the planet. And uh, about three years old, four years old, I had a – a, a being that I could see and talk, but they'd disappear when my mother came in. I guess now you would call it holographic technology since we've all seen Star Wars and, uh, you know, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope, or (laughs) Obi-Wan. So talking about holographic technology, which I did learn in this reality and that we had it and we were doing lasers to the moon and all that, I know holographic technology is important. But at that time, you know, you're just a child and you don't know any of this stuff, so you take your experiences as they come and just think that's life. You have a very open mind, open heart, and uh, we should always remember how we felt then because that's really the way we're supposed to stay is to have that heart-mind feeling inside ourselves. So uh, they told me I would go on to do great things and uh, the – Mission. Everybody since I lived, I guess I must have passed or something, because the angels and the nurses and the brought in this this man with a cap on and a black robe and a ropes around his waist and all that. But when I came back, they wanted me to talk to some people and go. They wanted to send it to the Vatican for a miracle and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if they recorded it or not. Probably somewhere. But that's in that. That was when I was uh, 57, about 1957, Ken. Ken. I was having my fourth daughter. I had placenta previa, and I had uh, was teaching for the city of Houston. I was the ambassador of goodwill and hostess with the mostess back then, spinning my batons and teaching it to children. So I uh, apparently we it was a little rain, and, uh, and I was really big and pregnant, but I was still teaching, and my mother was watching my my. Uh, three, I had three daughters already, and uh, either they came with me, believe it or not, I can't remember because I loved teaching them, and they wore their little red shorts and white tops for the city of Houston. And I don't remember if they were with me or not, but I just remember falling down, walking in, hurrying in, but my vision doesn't have them in view, so I don't know if they had already gone in or if they stayed with my mother that day. Sometimes they didn't want to go because they were used, they already knew all the twirling, you know, training anyway. But uh, I just remember I, I got up off my butt and went in and taught twirling and went home. But that night when I had placenta previa and my mother asked me what happened, I called her at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I told her I had, you know, I had to call. I called her. I said, Mom, is this normal? I said, oh, you know, every one of my childbirths had been different. But I had a big old blood thing come out of me, you know, in the commode. And, oh, no. Oh, my God. you, No, I'll be right there. So she only lived like. I don't know, eight miles from me maybe, but she was there within 15 minutes. And so uh, she looked at it and said, oh, my God. She said, no, we got to take you to the hospital. So uh, they, my, uh, she got, I don't, you know, you, the details, we'll, we'll, we'll put in a book later, okay, folks, you know, if you're asking me the details. Anyway, I got to the hospital, to make a long story short, uh, the doctor wasn't there yet, of course, because mother had to call uh, Glenn B. Matthews at home. And uh, they threw me in a room, and they had time to prep me, which we won't go into the details on that to have a baby. But they put you in a little side room, and uh, it's a little tiny thing. A couple of women came in. They hooked my heart up in the baby's heart. So the baby was still alive, okay, and so was I, just, you know, telling you the story. So the heart monitors were attached. But after about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, the baby's heart died or stopped. I'll just say stopped because I looked up, and I was looking at my mother It's in the room with me. I said, Mom, is that normal that the beep stopped? She said, oh, my God. She screamed. She grabs, uh, She could, tried to grab. There was nobody to grab, so she, the, uh, she grabbed the man mopping in the hallway, 
and pulled him in with a pail of, and, and, you know, and then he said, Look, I'll go. I can't help her. I don't know what to do. I'll, let me go get the nurses. So he went and grabbed the nurses. They came back in, and then about that time, the doctor arrived and looked in my eyes, and I was fading, folks. It's a fading like uh, you're losing consciousness, but it's uh, real peaceful if you get to go this way. Be a very peaceful feeling of just your body relaxes, you sink back in your mind, you can't really think, you get foggy. And he looked in my eyes, but he got right up looking in my pupils, I mean, from nose to nose. And I said, Doctor, am I going to die? And he said, not if I can help it. So he uh, pushed the gurney through the door out, and I remember the lights going over and fading, fading, fading. And as they pushed the two doors open into the, I guess they, he called them and told them he was going to have to do emergency or something because they were ready. As soon as they, they pushed those doors open, they were in green. It was cold. The man took my right arm on a board, Ken, and had me sign something. But I, I said, I can't. And by that time, I had, I couldn't, I couldn't even write. You know, I couldn't. So I don't know. He took my hand, like scribbled it. Or you know, but mother was trying to come in the cult. The doors they had flung open, and he was doing that at the same time. And so there was a you could feel the energy that everybody was panicking. It was already in panic mode. But then uh, they pushed me up against the thing where they put you in the stirrups, and you know you've seen it in movies, folks. We're that educated now to have it in the television. So they threw me on the on that and put my feet in the stirrups. And at that time, I saw the doctor. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. I was just, again, just euphoric is the word, I guess. So, uh, sorry. So sort of an out-of-body experience, sort of an out-of-body experience you were having. Well, it's not through yet. Uh, I went and uh, I died, Ken. uh, He cut me open. And said he was going to take the baby. A nurse screamed, screamed. A nurse literally screamed because, you know, to see somebody, I guess she'd never seen anybody cut open. Or maybe she was amused. <laughs> but she screamed. And uh, she. And then there was another nurse there because they were, I think they all rushed like a, there was a whole bunch of people. But I remember three nurses, one on each side of him, and then the man sitting next to me. And I remember him saying, uh, give her uh you know, more, he said, Doc, I haven't given her any. I can't give her, you know, an aesthetic. He was the anesthesiologist. And I remember him, uh, I don't remember his face or anything, but I can know his feeling. And, you know, everybody had on, like, greens back then. But he was sitting on my right shoulder, and I remember hearing him, but I was, like, dead already. But he said, it's 60-40, and we, uh, I can't. I, I can't give her any anesthesia. It'll kill, you know, she's already at 60 over 40. But I was passing then. And uh, apparently, uh, from what I understand, what blood I hadn't lost at home, they cut me open. And I remember watching it. So that's how I know I, I was out of body. I was, I was above, uh, okay, folks, it's hard to tell you exactly where I was, okay? But I know I was looking like I thought from my normal eyes. Because that's where the body was, you know, your container, your unit. So, you know, I was watching him I deliver the baby like I was propped up or something, but I couldn't have been because I was laying down. So it must have been – the way I figured is my soul or spirit was up over my head. 
because at that time I was looking almost face to face watching them, and then I remember staying there and looking over and watching the other nurse uh, take the baby. It was blue. It, they took them a minute to get her because that's she had the uh, thing around her neck and uh, the the cord around her neck, so she was born a blue baby. And they took her, uh, so they finally got her resuscitated on the earth long enough to uh, watch them put the baby's footprint in, in ink and prick her little heel to get blood, a drop of blood, which I don't know what that's about. I guess they have to type her. And uh, I looked at the clock, and I don't remember, it, you know, what time it was because it had been like 4.45 and then 6.30, 6.45, I think. I don't know if it was on her birth certificate, but she's dead now. But uh, at the time, I soared out, off, Ken and Richard. Uh, I raced off through the ceiling, through uh, the atmosphere, you know, where you, you watch the world go whoosh. And you're, I was going in, a, like a, uh, I tell people, escalator because it was going from the ground up. But I was in a, like, I felt like a tube or something, but you can't see it or feel it. You're in, you just go, and you're soaring like in a spacecraft, and you soar straight through this universe, and I went through the multiverse and the metaverse and the xenoverse all the way up to the omniverse, I think, because that's five levels, and that's where the gold beings started talking to me, and uh, I uh, I said, stop, uh, and, and I don't, I've got to go back. What will happen to my children? And they said, you'll experience more pain than you've ever experienced before if you return. They didn't say earth, but that was in my head because it was telepathic. So I thought about it for a minute because I didn't know what they meant, but I remember saying, of course, I, I think I'm saying, folks, and, but I wasn't. Uh, I was thinking it. So I said uh, in my mind, I don't care. I want to go back. So uh, – Let's see. They tell me something else. Oh, yeah. Uh, it seemed like forever, but it was like just a few moments. I don't know how many lifetimes it was. But uh, uh, during this time when I was going up there, see, all these other uh, angels, spirits, stars came into my body, which I think were shards or some of my lifetimes. Because when I came back, I had uh, intellect. And I could clap stuff at the university, straight A's. Anyway, that's on down the road. But, I mean, I just – I was amazed. I changed because of the soul uh, is the way I figure it. And we can tell this story uh, for others later because I wasn't willing to tell it all the details. But uh, the way I figured it, talking to these two beings that were gold later on in my life, I'll tell you guys about it and how the gold – falls away and you know you're a human and carbon-based unit again but anyway they oh i remember what they said they said um they had a conversation for a minute it was uh they said all children will become your children and i still i agreed i i, I didn't know what that meant but yeah right okay i just wanted to go back so they sent me back down the same way through the uh, universe, multiverse, metaverse are uh, opposite, omniverse, xenoverse, multiverse, metaverse, back down to this planet, this solar system, you know, in this planet. And uh, boom, I hit my body, hit the the gurney. And I remember that. <laughs> and they said I came off that gurney 12 inches, boy. <laughs> of course, they may have been 
doing the paddle right. This is I don't know because I wasn't there to see it. So that part's gone. So let's just go from I died and, uh, over to the ICU unit. My mother was in there with me at least 36 hours or three days on the same gurney, you know, ICU or whatever they call it, intensive care unit. Uh, but mother said that uh, it was two and a half weeks before I got out of ICU and I never bonded with my baby. And then uh, it was uh, when they took me home, uh, they had all the I'd lost all the blood in my body and uh, they had to replace it. And there wasn't enough in the hospital for O positive. So my dad had to literally uh, give blood to me. <laughs> my stepfather happened to be O positive. So that's pretty heavy. And that's and I've died since then, Ken, but I'll stop there. Uh somebody just joined us. I think this is is this Pastor Gigi Adams Evans? Hello. Yes. Hello everyone. I felt you and then you came on and I knew I'd have to wait on my other death stories so we could hear your story. Everyone, this is Pastor Gigi Adams Evans of uh, Athens, Georgia, that has just joined us, and she has her own ministry, and she's a musician, and she's a writer, and I want you to meet the well-known, very famous Ken Johnston, who has worked in some wonderful places. Uh, Ken, and then yes. let you introduce yourself. Pastor okay, Evan. can you hear me on the? Is my phone working okay? Yes. I guess. I got to turn around this way. Can you hear me this way? I can Hello. hear you. Can you say hi okay. to Pastor Gigi, and then she'll tell you who she is. Absolutely. Uh, greetings, uh, Gigi. Greetings. Greetings, Pastor Johnson. This is Gigi Adams Evans, and um, I am a, well, a script writer, playwright, writer, actress, among a few things, also I minister young kids and the disabled, you know, trying to get them positive and to um, make sure that their lives are a whole lot easier than before. Uh, I'm a jack of trades, a master of none, but I believe in God, and I know that with unity everything will work just well collectively as a unit. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, good. Well, I'm, this is my first uh, first time to be on with uh, TJ on this program, but she and I have gone back, uh, I guess, probably a decade or two <laughs> when we first came, uh, made in contact, but that was all dealing with the the space program that we've been involved in together. So we, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gathering from some of the comments being made by, uh, well, I'm sure you'll hear the same, that we all have had past life um, and death-to-life experiences and I guess uh, that's all part of uh, the Creator's plan to get us to get together and be prepared for what, what's coming up next. Let's, and I'm open for anyone to tell me some of the experiences that they've had and hopefully what they're expecting that we're, we're going to be going to within the, this this uh, generation. So it should be interesting. Welcome to us, Gigi. Thank you. Now we go for a quiet moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> So let me get Richard back on here to talk with you. Uh, Richard, hold on. Gigi dropped. I guess she'll call back in. Richard, it dropped her. She dropped off on her own. I didn't touch her. It wasn't me, Richard, okay? Okay. (laughs) Look now, you ETs. You quit putting your finger in the mix. Here, I'll have to thank you. That's right. 
I got a big paddle that reaches through all kinds of dimensions and universes, so you best behave. You sound like an Irishman to me. Do you watch? Oh, here she is. Okay, now Richard, you and you can tell me tell uh, Ken and the listening audience how Pastor Gigi and you got to do how y'all met, and she's back now. Uh, sorry, I I didn't punch any buttons, Pastor Gigi. I don't know why you fell off. We're all pastors here. It's, Go ahead. It's just my my internet service is okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn the floor back over to Richard, and I'm going to mute while you. Uh, uh, tell you, your story if you've passed because you weren't here when I said that you you know you guys could talk about uh, how you met. But uh, do you have a have you passed or had a near death or out of body to be an ascension master here with all of us? And then Richard, I'm muting right now so you will lead the uh, panel. I'm going to mute. Okay. I'm listening. I'm right here, everybody. I'm running the board. Yes. Um, yes, I've had three past life experiences. Um, I was 16, 19, and 21. Um, with each past life experience, I was shown different things in my in my ascension, and I was supposed to come back, which I did come back, and tell people what I saw and what they needed to do as far as the voice that I heard in my experiences. I was also taken to different places in that deaf experience to see different people, different places in the world. Um, learning, teaching was one of the things that I had to do. I had to come back with that positive message for everybody to know that God exists and also to teach humankind about our alien brothers who are also a part of our universe. The second time that I passed away, I was gone for about maybe, oh, probably about six and a half minutes, which is not normal because I think your brain loses oxygen at a certain point. And I was shown different places um, in the world again. I was asked certain things of the spirit voice that was talking to me. And I had was given a key in this particular ascension that I had. And um, I was supposed to take this key and to keep it and to make sure that that key was the key to the universe to open minds for people with the teachings that I had taught. Some of the things I can't really talk about because I was asked not to, but to rather show instead of tell. So those are the same things that happened with the first episode. And um, I just um, I feel so elated because of the fact that each time I went and I came back, I had extra energy that I didn't really understand at first until I started to read and, and understand other people, going to all kinds of meetings to understand why I had these feelings and why was I feeling and seeing visions that I had because I had since I was 10 years old. But now I understand the visions that I do in this, in this life that I've had. And the third vision was also to bring me back to a reality. Hello? Gigi, are you there? Uh, well, we're here. Uh, I'm no. still here. Gigi left, lost connection again, or what? Anyway, um, hopefully she'll call back in a, in a moment or two. 
She's uh-huh. showing. She said she had a bad internet connection, but she's Bye. showing on the board. Uh, but let me refresh it just in case. Uh, no, she's still here. Uh, Gigi, okay. will you drop and call back in because we can't hear you? If you can hear us, she may just still be talking and not know we can't hear her. Okay. Folks, we apologize. It, we're like uh, uh, newbies on the internet. <laughs> We're actually not. We've been here since 2012, so I've been pushing the same buttons for a long, long time. But uh, Gigi is new with me, but not with Richard. So, Richard, I'm going to drop her because – and you can explain it to her later, so maybe she'll understand she's got to call in. All right, Richard, tell us how you met her. Oops, now she's back. Let me see. Hold on. Maybe that's all. Is that you? It's, it's me Hi, again. Gigi. I don't know what's going on. Hi, Richard. How are you? I, I, I don't know what's going on. I do apologize. But the last part of that conversation that I was speaking about was I was given certain gifts as far as creativity is concerned, and I was supposed to help. Well, I am doing it now as far as art is concerned and um, helping people to move forward in their lives in a positive manner. So I've sh- I've been shown many, many things. And I was also shown a few of my past lives that I had, and I thought that was kind of different and extraordinary for me because I've never heard of anyone talk about that. But looking at myself and, and, and looking at the past lives that I had, because I've spoken to Richard about this uh, many times, and we do transcend, we do change, you know, from one from one human soul to another soul. So that was basically it. My, my ascension was to teach and to help people to move forward. That's what I learned when I when I passed away. I didn't want to come back on the third time because it felt so good being where I was at. And um, unfortunately, my grandmother told me that I had to come back. So that's probably, um, uh, it was kind of regretful for me because I wanted to stay. But there's a lot more. Richard? Okay. Yes, uh, might you recall when you and I met, it's probably been a good 10 years ago, at least somewhere in there, because uh, what I vaguely remember is that uh, we met over the phone. Uh, I'm not sure if we met on LinkedIn originally or exactly what the means was, if in fact we connected on the Internet at first. I tend to believe it was ma- mainly by phone. And then, of course, uh, you welcomed me into the spiritual uh, blog talk radio show you were doing at the time. And uh, things took off from there, and she and I shared a radio show, a radio radio program that was based on spirituality, and we allowed uh, various audience members to call in as they may with questions or concerns, and we would do our best to rectify or give them wisdom or you know assistance as we could over the over the radio, and we had a third party join us, uh, who was named Tito, and. Uh, Eventually, there was a period of time a few years down the road where basically uh, I had walked away. Um, and, of course, Gigi and I have always stayed in connection. Uh, we've always stayed in contact by phone or by Internet or by Facebook now, of course, because social media is a whole lot more advanced than it was even 10 years ago. Um, but that is what I recall anyway, that there's – it's like, you know, you go through life – and you meet people, and there are certain people that you automatically feel are family. And I don't know how to really express it other than to just say that, you know. You're not blood, so I tend to say, well, that's a sister of another mother. 
you know, or something of this nature. Simply well, because we should talk about that. that because soul well, group, it, I don't know that Ken feels a kindred spirit to you or uh, Gigi, but I did instantly. And you guys have been on, on the blog talk, but I didn't ever hear you. And I don't know that y'all ever heard me. So Ken and I have a longstanding crossing paths in NASA Houston uh, at the Space Center there. And uh, then later on uh, at the 2017 Mars Conference, at the University of Southern Alabama, USA. Just so you know, Gigi, uh, he and I were doing radio together here, uh, Blog Talk Radio, Ken and I, and then Revolution Radio together. And then he wrote a book. Uh, uh, I asked him because I had the Authors Club. I asked uh, Karen and um, her husband. that They weren't married at the time, but they came on my show. And uh, we were telling them we really need everybody to write a book. So I encouraged uh, Brett and Karen to write a book. And they, in turn, uh, Ken went and got them from Texarkana and moved them up close to where he was in New Mexico. And they helped him get his book written. So Ken and I go way back. And uh, he also has been a speaker at many conferences in and out of country and uh, we're very proud to have him in our uh, – we wanted him to lead us with the Universal Life Ministry and how they did their uh, database and all that. And he's he can help in a lot of ways with administration, uh, GG. And Monday we're going to be listening to CVS. And Richard, uh, I'm sure there would be no problem with her pastor – Gigi, if she has time, Monday at 11, but you can talk to her about that off air, okay? So, Ken, Gigi, and uh, um, just for all our BTR listeners, that's for Blog Talk Radio, you may have listened in the past and recognized Pastor Gigi and Pastor Richard on Blog Talk Radio before, helping people in spirituality, Uh uh, Gigi, did you build your radio on spirituality or paranormal back in the day? Well, in the beginning, I had one little short episode of the paranormal because I was I became a member of SETI at home and, and moved on back yeah. in uh, it's been about it's been some years now, and I started out with that, but I never got too much of a response for the para, for the uh, paranormal, so I went ahead and started the spirituality. And that's when Richard and I started, you know, with our programs and everything, you know, talking about Was that the about seven years ago? You said about seven? Right. About seven, exactly. That's so, interesting. Uh, it was about I have some on both, paranormal and spirituality, but I have the same. I didn't get a whole lot of uh, people on paranormal, but I did on spirituality, and I know the psychic readings were really big, and I used to work with Mr. Levy. Alan Levy owned it in the beginning out of New York, and then his women that worked in the office, and we worked out a lot of details, but he had a programmer that would did not want uh, to give us our own paranormal and spirituality. He's put them under hobbies, right? Yeah. So, uh, We've earned our stripes here with Balag Talk Radio, folks, but it's now been bought by BoxCast. Probably more information than you guys need unless you want to start your own podcast or radio show. But uh, we're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts because uh, we had mixed cultures in extraterrestrials, aliens, and angels, and UFOs. And now 
UAP or unidentified anomalous phenomena because some people have seen uh, biological intelligences and they don't know where to put them, be it orbs or angels like Wizard of Oz, like I had some come down and pick me up and then they went away in orbs like Glinda and Wizard of Oz. (laughs) And so I have never written this book, by the way. So, uh, Gigi, I invite you to write this book with me and Ken and Richard uh, on our experiences. I think it would be a beautiful book. We can come up with a name for Ascension Age. Uh, we're doing a series with Dr. Richard Allen Miller. So, But if you can get in our ACO event manager, C-Vent training for our webinars, I uh, invite you to do so, and Richard will tell you about that afterwards. So, Ken, don't you think it's odd there's a man and a woman that's done BTR before for years and then you and I, and Ken doesn't even remember all the blog talk and revolution he's been on, but at least six to twelve, folks. <laughs> right, uh-huh. Ken? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, and then of course the I, I really think that the negative forces have done their best to try to uh, eliminate me and, and ac- auto accidents and different things, and people just do head-ons and things, and I'm still around <laughs> uh, at least long enough. I, I you you got. Um, into the the books that I, I put out, the the um, uh, Ken's Moon, as well as the one, the Regression of an Asshole Whistleblower, and, and uh, those things, right. those books, I, three of them out there. Mm-hmm. At any rate, those that's um, that gets into the, the 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 history that you and I were involved in with with the space program and all that. So, yeah, you and I go back a long ways, but then we didn't even know each other sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a huge area in there in between Houston and then uh, I was in your life and you'd done radio before you went to get Karen and Brett. You'd been on my yeah. radio show, yeah, 2012 forward. You don't, you may or may not I remember. remember. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I, I remember that fact that we had a, a really good uh, picnic party over somebody's house there before we all. Uh, left and headed back to our own home bases. But that, that was quite a – that was a good experience. I enjoyed that. that well, I'm good, talking good about way before that, before you even wrote your book. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, you come on the radio before you ever had your book written. So that's how you got in our author's club and became a principal and a director because you uh, did everything we asked you to do. <laughs> and you were our senior. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to set me down and let me read my history because wow, when when you've when they've gone after you and tried to wipe out your memory on things, it's amazing um, when you start bringing things back in and all of a sudden, oh, wow. I was listening to um, what's it? Um, 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 just a moment, my my, I'm working with this one here. Oh heck, what was his name? Oh well, anyway, um, he's he's your helper, number two guy in this program here. When they started talking about events in his life and things, then it started triggering memories coming back up. So I'm I'm trying to reestablish my ancient history and uh, my past lives, which um, I've had a lot of experience in that. And and just even today, I was bringing back in some some of the events that took place when I was very very young, and then um, then later on. And, and it seems like a lot of people I've listened to today have been involved in becoming pastors and, and uh, involved in, in religion and involved in, in passing um, good information, although we, we have some denominations and things that think that we're evil, but 
when they start getting to know what's going on, then they realize that we may well have the true path. So with that, I'm going to just sit back and relax and learn more, and then I'll try to do my best to be of some benefit to, to help others. Well, you, you've got a good point. In neuroplasticity, folks, we found out it's not just in our minds anymore. It's not just neuroscience. But we have this in our heart, the neurons. And so, you know, since 1991, it's been in scientific journals. So, you know, it's up to us to make the choice to educate ourselves as to what, as a whole-brained entity in a container that uses in a dualistic society, a left-right brain, dark light, you know, we're matter-antimatter situation, this biological container, this physical carbon-based unit that we have, once we've left, as uh, many of our pastors as ascension masters have done. Went. Go ahead. Hello? <laughs> what, Ken? Uh, no, nobody. I mean, TJ, you just went blank. Oh, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. Okay, well, thank you for letting me know. What I was saying is with all of us passing out of our bodies, we actually can accept that we are spiritual beings uh, living out a physical reality here with our senses. And nowadays, what we're doing is this spiritual science, and with our, we're going to begin Monday our web science, uh, world science webinars, training the trainers, with CVent Monday uh, with a man in South Carolina, I'm told. And we are organizing that for our train the trainers, Ken, and you and your wife have been invited. Now, this is all apparently being organized off-planet, folks, because we all are looking at each other wondering who's making all this happen. I can assure you not one of us is. So, Miss Gigi, if you feel lost... That you're here and you know you're where you're supposed to be, but you're like, well, where is this guidance coming from? I don't think Richard knows any better than I do or Ken. So we, you know, look at it like we're four people that have done radio and we're doing our best to hold on to the Ascension Center education while the Ascension Age happens in this epoch of 24,900 years. Now, folks, let me explain. Some people say 25,000, but what happens is. We take our earth is one day, you know that, to rotate, okay, day, night. You understand that. We, we learn to speak, and we learn seven days in a week, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Each one of those is named after a planet in this solar system. Well, Ken is our solar ambassador, and he uh, wore that badge among many of our contractors for the government and uh, was able to uh, be that person and help us while we graduated from the 60s into the year 2000, all the way up to 2008. And Ken has since, uh, I've known him for a long time, I knew about it and did my best to get him to surface again, to speak again, when uh, Karen Patrick and Brett Shepard came into his life with me and radio and Janet Carroll Lesson and Dr. Alexander Sasha Lesson, Ph.D. in anthropology. So that second book he's speaking about uh, came to be when Dr. Alexander Lesson 
uh, actually helped regress him back in a uh, hotel room at Contact in the Desert at the time he met uh, Laura Eisenhower and David Wilcock, and I think he met Corey Good and Emory Smith. I can't remember that. But I do remember him calling me and Janet both calling me. I, I have been a marketer, promoter, public relations agent, talent agent, a manager, all of the above, and radio host while my husband was very sick and dying, and then my daughter was very sick and dying. So I, I only met him in 2017, and we rehashed out how he and I had worked with uh, – knew about Werner von Braun, met him in person, or at least it was a big deal when we were kids to shake his hand, Werner von Braun. I didn't meet Kennedy. I was only 13 when he died, but I did get to meet J. Allen Hynek, and these were people in the UFO extraterrestrial industry, and we knew back in the, that was going to be a very huge industry for events, conferences, trade industry books, now e-books. So I hope that helps some of y'all understand why the Ascension Center, being out of body, near death, and the neuroscience, because it, in, it now we're teaching, as Greg Braden, the heart, uh, heart math, uh, drum below Melchizedek, we have many teachers that were in the old hippie movement, but my daughter even learned about Greg Braden on her own, and he teaches exactly what we teach, so we're all all teaching about your heart has a brain and a brain it's the same cell figure configuration like is in your brain so there is a whole new education even though it's been around 91 and so uh what year is this 2021 so we've got 30 years of catching up to do in all of our spiritual groups because just like our space uh race 60s, uh, well, actually it was back to the 30s and the 40s, we've gotten way behind. And now China's roughly five years ahead of us, and they all do a five-year plan into space. So you'll be hearing us talk about spirituality, our essence, our ether, our, uh, our day solar system, and also going out to the binary, which is called Sirius. And you can look up books on that. Scientifically, that will be in our world science webinars. But when I lose you, it's because a lot of you didn't know why we were celebrating 122112, and then we celebrated 122120 or 122120. Uh, that really it was uh, where we were coming from 2011 to 2021 to be awakened and claim it for the ascension age because. Uh, I thought we were, like everybody else, we were going to have everybody primed uh, educationally in uh, ancient wisdom and new thought teachings in 2012. But again, we were fooled. Ken, you remember back in the 60s with the Jetsons, and we thought everybody would be living in 2000. You went with me, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, at the Windsor Village. Do you remember 2001 Space Odyssey? Just a yeah. Little, yeah. I know we did it. You sat, uh, can you, you hear me? Sat in, yeah, you sat in the middle, uh, up closer to the astronauts, remember? Yes. Okay. Windsor Village Theater. We all went oh, and saw. Okay. Yeah, it's when NASA got, uh, only certain people were invited for NASA employees. 
like Grumman, too. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Do you okay. remember the 2001 Space Odyssey in the 60s? I forget what year that is. Was that in Houston? Yes. Okay, was it in the 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 three the 3D amphitheater where we were all invited up uh, to go to that from NASA? And we went in there, we got to see the whole experience of of, of coming in into from to the moon and to Mars and, and throughout the whole universe. That that was quite a quite an experience. Yes, so you do, and uh, yeah, because folks, when we reminisce, a lot of things gets wiped. But that was 1968. And during that year, we thought by 2001 Space Odyssey in the year, we thought it would be like that. That's why it was called 2001 Space Odyssey, okay? So in 1968, Ken and I were sitting here believing we were going to be in space like everybody else that we worked with, okay? And it really did happen. We really did have uh, astronauts. Ken really did work his butt off, excuse the terminology, in those big old that big old equipment and testing it out for the astronauts and these people didn't just go be engineers and do these things. Ken, you know, You're tell about the vacuum, uh, tell people the vacuum yeah, yeah tell tell uh tell Gigi about the stuff you had to do, uh put all that equipment on and how heavy it was. And you know what I'm talking about? I'm very impressed oh, yeah. with that. <laughs> oh well, you know actually that. If you if you see my my book Ken's Moon, I'm wearing one of my um, vacuum chamber spacesuits, actually a spacesuits uh, which is fully pressurized, and then I would have to use that go into the airlock, and then go in and from there once we um, got my spacesuit up um, to the point where I could could handle it in a full full vacuum, then we could uh, open the door from the airlock and go on inside the the main big chamber and then up the up the ladders and get inside the the spacecraft. That's that's where the testing, all that information went. I, I'm not sure that's that's where you wanted me to go with this, but uh, uh, you know, yeah, I, can I you tell all. her tell her about Grumman uh, civilian uh, how we have civilian astronauts versus those that get to go in space? Can you do a, a layman term for her and those Absolutely. listening? Well, most most of us that were uh, civilian astronauts, and that was the terminology that. They they used us because we were not most of us the civilian nations were not uh, government employees like I was with the Grumman Aerospace Corporation and um, uh, there was um, Martin Marietta and gosh about four major aerospace companies and um, when they would be when we would be used in fact they used us as the guinea pigs if you will the term to test things out first before the NASA qualified astronauts would take over and go from there. So, yeah, I had I had the the opportunity to to test the um the spacesuits to be sure that we were doing doing well down 10 to the minus 12 tor. Now, what that means is that there was one molecule of oxygen in every cubic foot. That's not a lot of air to try to breathe. So, um the spacesuits are what we had to, to wear to use those. Um yeah, there's a cute little picture me in the uh in the spacesuit, um, in the regression of a NASA whistleblower, and that that got me in a lot of trouble. There, there are people out there that have been hired by certain departments in the government to try to shut us down. But when we when we come forward and we've got documents and records, and and that was one thing that I was good about, uh, TJ, is that I kept copies uh, and the actual copies of 
all of the programs, all of the um, vacuum chamber tests and different things like that. So when somebody uh, like like Mr. Oberg, which I had, he almost got me killed when I was over in India giving talks. But we'll talk about that sometime. Uh, all I have to do is just pull out the records and the documents and, and submit the truth. So long as we, we are sticking with the truth, and just like what you guys have been talking about, having to do with, with the spirituality as well as our own uh, convictions and beliefs and experiences that we've had, past lives, present lives, those are the, the things that are, I think uh, some sources of this generation doing the best to try to keep us quiet. Um, and uh, so long as we stick with telling the truth and sticking with, with provable events and things, such as you're talking about how we died in, in hospital operations and things, and, and we've got records and documents to prove that, well, nope, he's back alive again. So um, I, I'm amazed that when I was hearing uh, him talk about his, his experience of dying and coming back, it was a, very similar to my own. So I think we are here because we've been chosen to be here to present true facts and help us all, I really think, be prepared for an advancement in in our beings as human beings and to, um, um, to be able to go into the, the celestial contacts with adva- more advanced uh, entities as well as those that are more primitive. So, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff ahead of us, a lot of dangerous stuff and a lot of interesting experiences. Well, here we go again, TJ. It's, we're off to do it. Thank you. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay. I just put a comment, folks. Uh, the world's changed so much that all my tools as a developer have changed inside, and I'm going back to work to learn how to use computers like when I worked for the government. They put a lot of money into me to train me uh, back when we had sun systems at Great Lakes, and we were using Wayne computers when I was flown out to Hawaii, and, you know, they moved our furniture and our car and everything to Hawaii. But uh, nobody out there talked about 2001 Space Odyssey that much, but we sure did at NASA, and we thought 2001 was – that was going to be similar. It's a benchmark, so that's what I put. I would like you folks – uh, to help us live our lives now and participate in action in our cyberspace culture, whether you're an author or not, it doesn't matter. It used to when Ken came, I said, well, he can't join because he didn't have a book. I was very strict about that, even though he could, you know, I, 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 that's who I was. Uh, I had my husband sick and but, Ken, I'm so glad that once I started researching you and realizing, oh, my gosh, you know, I was very impressed, and I knew you had to get that book written in. I was so proud of you for going and helping Karen, and uh, we talked about it on the phone back then, all that you were doing, and uh, you are very, very supportive. You took your truck and helped them move. That's pastor work. <laughs> right. I, I took work. and I uh, we we packed everything up in the trailers I had to pull and and I moved them all away from uh, wow the, the southwestern corner of New Mexico all the way to wherever they are now I can't no where is it where do where they live now I I know it was we we slept overnight in the trucks while we were driving and 
I got them there and got them all set up, and then I had to come back. So, no, yep. We, were we've you been asking me or your so. wife? Were you asking me where they live, or were you asking Fran? No, yeah, well, Fran's out with me right now. She's outside feeding the horses. So, <laughs> uh, it's you and me. Okay. Well, uh, uh, when they moved uh, from Texarkana, they moved somewhere close to you in New Mexico, but I don't know if they moved to Colorado or where because we did the uh, 2017. Uh, you, they went with you to New Orleans, and you, didn't you take them back to write the book? They lived close to you, didn't they, in New Mexico? Well, they, were, they were close to, to me near uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, for a couple of years, and then they moved down to the south, uh, the very southwest corner, of uh, New Mexico, and that's where they are now. I think that's where the Swedenborgian, the lady that sat with you and me uh, for the Mars conference, it was the Swedenborgian conference people. We liked her, and she liked us. And Karen and Brett went to help her with the Swedenborgian conferences. And you, uh, I thought you went down there, but I can't remember it either. It's one of those, was it like Silver City? Does that sound familiar? There was some in Silver City. Is Silver it? City. Yeah, that's right. Gosh, I'm getting the old folks, but uh, yeah, it was Antique <laughs> Uh I had been there too, so we, you and I had. But did you go to that conference? I, I remember Gigi was sick in uh, 2018, and you went to the conference in 2018 that me and you and Janet, everybody spent six years getting ready for. You were a main Wasn't that over in California? Well, you spoke in California, but that was with Cliff Dunning. But, no, this one was the one that all of us put on with Janet, but I couldn't make it. You you made it with ACO International. Uh, You remember uh, Ralph Rodehag, the other pilots we had out of Europe, the Pilot Uh, Association? You were in it. You still are. Well, that's good. As I said, unfortunately, they, they, they whoever they are, did, have done their best to try to, to wipe me out. And an auto accident since then, I mean, it's amazing. You'd be driving along, and all of a sudden, somebody, somebody would come just swerving right across the, in, right into you. And that has affected my memory on some of those things. But it, it comes back to me once I get a chance to start going over those events. So I, just whenever you ask me a question, something that, that's temporarily out of my my reach, I have to say I don't remember, and I apologize. Well, that's about okay. That. Remember, I said everything in your body can be healed. I am not making that up. That is scientifically proven, but unfortunately, we're going to have to prove it to everybody on this planet because, uh, well, I have to admit, folks, I'm a cyborg. Uh, so I, uh, I already have titanium in me, and so do other people in our organization. However, that doesn't mean that I'm any less human. Well, it depends on who you ask. There's pros and cons. On, we're philosophers. We're armchair philosophers as well as pastors, folks. But we're not going to give pastors a bad name because, you know, we all have the right to believe how we want to believe, but we all believe in ascension. These four pastors were brought together by God if you believe in God, Pythagoras, if you don't, (laughs) as armchair philosophers, teachers to train the trainers. And we will be writing books to help all of you because we've forgotten more than we've, (laughs) we remember. (laughs) 
I'm going to get turn this back over to uh, 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 Pastor Richard so he can lead this where he wants to go with him, and uh, we're going to let him. Uh oh, uh, Pastor dropped off. Pastor Gigi dropped off. Darn it! Uh, still, somebody got a, still here. Somebody has a. I'm still here. Oh, there he is. Oh, good. Oh, well, all right. So, Pastor Gigi, now it's yours and uh, Richard's turn. Me and Ken were reminiscing. It's your turn to reminisce. Richard, back to you. Okay. Well, uh, yes, I mean, it is a, it is a fact. Uh, it, it can be genetically, medically proven that basically every cell of the body renews itself on a 10-year cycle. That's a fact. Now, naturally, we do have diseases, and, of course, I look at disease as being a dis-ease in one spirit, and therefore, because of that dis-ease in the spirit, it transcends and it comes down into the body, and it manifests in the body as a particular disease if, in fact, whatever the matter is that needs to be settled or gone over or rectified in, this, in one spirit is not paid attention to. Now, of course, that's strictly my opinion, but uh, it seems to be very, very in the alert of the physical self. Um, and, of course, Gigi can also attest to this. Uh, you know, there are manifestations that basically are created sometimes by our minds. Uh, if you have dark negative thoughts and you're constantly concentrating on them, that, too, will create negative manifestations in the body and also in your surroundings as well as your life. Gigi, did you want to throw something in? Well, just a little show uh, interjection. You know, um, to me, it's, it's like what all you guys have spoke about. But for me, it's, it's just like being born again, you know, in another spirit, in another life form. Something pretty much like the classic passage from the Bible that answers the questions in John 3, 1, 2. Uh, you know, it's amazing how we can all just come back as someone else still remember all of our past history, and that's because of the programming that we have automatically. And I do believe that aliens have something to do with that other than the spiritual content of life forces itself. So I really, really do agree with you, Richard, on that. It's just so much that has not been explained. And that phrase, born again, it, it, it really means from, well, literally, it means from uh, from above. So as above and so below, we go up and we come back down again in a layman's term because of our spiritual transformations and that new birth, being born again, to me, is actually an act of God where eternal life is prepared to the person who, who really believes. I could not agree more. I mean, after all, we have St. Germain, the herald of the violet flame, who basically is more or less, you could say, an ascended master of both transformation and transmutation. And, of course, we also have guides and assistants, angelic hosts, guardian angels, a uh, healing team. And these are all spiritual entities that assist us as we go through life. And uh, we are blessed in a multitude of ways. Um, I know that, you know, when uh, I was five years old, suddenly I was a savant of language. Uh, I could speak 14 languages, read, write, and understand them. And, I mean, this was not something that I had remembered ever, you know, allocating myself to be. Um, and then, of course, after my death and rebirth in four, at the age of 14, I felt very driven to assist others in the healing process 
And so eventually I became a Reiki Grandmaster, which is basically an energy healer where one summons forth what you would call or classify uh, the source of or sustenance of us all, uh, God's energy, and basically that energy is directed in a pool of light, and then in turn that pool of light is directed to a given individual. And, of course, it is not programmed to be... Um, what we call it, uh, like, like an interference in any way. Rather, it awaits the time that you are most receptive to be healed, and at that particular given moment, then in turn it all comes into your body, it all comes into your spirit. So it's like God's divine light, God's divine will in action, in a manner of speaking, on an energy base or an energetic form. And, of course, you know, we are all energetic beings because that's just what we are. I mean, when you really go to the far reaches of things, we are all members of one consciousness, all members of one sustaining force. And, of course, as pastors, we identify it as being unconditional love because love in its extreme form is something that we as humans very seldom actually experience unless, of course, we are in a state of bliss or the Holy Spirit descends upon us and we feel in all of our cellular form as our biological units or our carbon-based units as we're referring to our physical selves. And yes, I do kind of laugh because it is very true, but yet at the same time, uh, the focus has been as human beings that we are humans and that this is the totality of our reality. And this is a misconception by all means because we are, in fact, spiritual entities having a human-based experience and not humans chasing after a spiritual experience. And so that's the truth as it is known, as it is told, and it has been told for thousands and thousands of years. And this is where we come from, and this is who we are. Now, whether we, when we are reborn, if in fact we are adding another facet to our personality, or if in fact we are completely reborn as an entirely different spirit coming into the body, I don't know. And I don't believe there's anyone, anyone that can actually say one way or the other. We do presume that we feel sort of like ourselves, like you mentioned, that we have our past history notated in our mental selves, and yet at the same time, there also seems to be other facets and other aspects of ourselves that have a knowing and a, and a knowledge that we did not possess before. So, Well, you, I've heard world peace. CJ? World, world, <laughs> I was going to tell you, Richard, that there's people that describe it like Russian dolls, is one way to say they envelop like I've heard people say it's like peeling the skin of an onion. And uh, all world religions that are studied, if you'll study all of them and compare the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita and even the Dead Sea Scrolls, even the Book of Thomas uh, from the ones that that Constantine didn't allow, uh, some of the books that now everyone that's in finding them and putting them together knows that science and spirit is coming together. But they are talking about the mirror cells and how every piece of us is part of us. And when we leave this and go into another realm, or like we'll say from the universe to the multiverse, then the metaverse, so those are like the Russian doll levels, universe, multiverse, metaverse, xenoverse, and the omniverse, which is a lot of where Carl Sagan extraterrestrial, you'll see a lot of science fiction movies go up to the fifth 
omni, but those of us as ascended masters, Jesus Christ walks around, try to teach you how to you walk around on the planet and be a carbon-based unit for your car, as we say, your auto, you know, your automobile, your human factor. But be like your heart and your brain has to be connected in order to serve all that God provides to you. And this this is your emotions, your your beliefs, uh, your um, what we call intellect, but more so your inspiration from uh, emotions, feelings, beliefs, all of those things, hopes, desires. And, uh, you know, what you do is I was telling Ken about how certain emotions attach to your memories. So how we are uh, teaching now in the ascension age is why we come here, why we adapt to a human form uh, a carbon-based unit, and what all this does. So all of our incarnations uh, actually evolve our soul to go up into those levels above the 5G, if we say in cell phones, fifth dimension, if we say in the ascension process. But it also relates to the sixth and seventh and all the chakras. Now I'm going to tell you something else about our our body is everything that we are as a soul, including the 33 vertebrae. There's 22 pieces of us. There's uh, 23 chromosomes, male, 23 female, 46. You put 46 with 33, and that's like 79, which is like the 78 tarot cards plus the reader. All these these ancient wisdoms that have been – uh, taught throughout Egypt, America, everywhere, uh, Atlantis, Mu. We've always had this Christian mystics is what we say now, but at one time, all the Abrahamic faiths knew exactly the same thing thousands of years ago. Ergo, while we're teaching the great year in 2021. So all these people that lost their way, they learned how to come back in their genealogy by education, folks, but it was heartfelt and allowed in their space groups, in their clans, in their universes, okay? So when we go out and spin out close to 25,000 years on this planet with the sun, we learn how to return, and we can come back here or other places, And we're going to be teaching all that because everybody else is teaching it now. And you'll learn why the elites lost this battle. Only a handful, uh, you know, Bezos, Gates, uh, let's see, who else? Well, all all the big ones are going to have to work together, but we're only going to allow them no more than 15% to the corporations. But the elites and the corporations uh, are going up against coming into this, a reality where all the little beings are those that were held under by prior empires. So uh, the ascended masters are speaking to all the ascension masters on the planet and bringing them around the world together to educate the masses, what's called the critical mass consciousness. So I'll leave it at that today because that's why you're going to hear about all of this happening before June in the World Science Webinars. So uh, back to you, Miss uh, Gigi. You said people were hungry, 
uh, for this knowledge of the Ascension Masters. Can you talk about that some? Well, um, yes. Well, you know, to me, uh, from what I've been taught and what I've learned as far as the Ascension, you know, flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit because you can't enter into an Ascension without being a spiritual content. And with spiritual rebirth, it really refers to the new life of a person when they find out when they find out he or she becomes a believer. So in that in that there is a regeneration or the term being born again. As you said before, all spiritual rebirths are different for each person and I was taught that all humans were basically slaves. All humans, not derogatory in that word the the word slave, but when they're spiritually dead you know, in their trespass, then they learn how to come back and be reborn again. So when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, for instance, in the Garden of Eden, they, they brought sin upon and then death into the world. So as we go back and we leave this world and we go back again to be reborn again, all of that has left us and we come as new souls into the universe. Because I've learned different things to do when I was taken away. And all of those things we'll talk about probably on the next show because there are a lot of things that I was involved in and I still am involved in, things that I learned how to do. As um, uh, all things are, are possible in this world, some people just don't believe it. But the most important thing of all to me is that way back in Egyptian times, from way back then, all the way up to now, there's a reason why we have this memory. And this memory is to help us to understand why, how our existence is, what we should do. I don't know what all that background noise is. Are you there? Hello? Still here? Okay, you're still here. I know Gigi is, and I'm presuming TJ is, but there has been kind of like a a clicking sound in the background. I don't know what all it is, but anyway, who knows? Like a, I no like a chirping parrot or a parakeet that's chirping all the time, yeah, driving me wacky. Yeah, I, I, I know. I don't know what that is. Or fortunately, it seems to have stopped now, so I don't know what that was. But anyway, um, but yes, spiritual concepts have basically – traditionally been the same for the last 20,000 years. And now, of course, we have a joining of science and spirituality. And, of course, back probably in the heyday of man's creation, you could say that there was one belief, one knowledge, and that knowledge consisted of all things. So, therefore, it's like we've lost part of the book, and now the book has come back together again, and everyone is basically rereading the book so that, in turn, they awaken within themselves the knowledge that they already have. So that's hey, why Richard, I always tell people, yes. What, all that noise uh, was coming, I guess, from her uh, Internet. Was she? Do you know anything about her? Is she sitting in front of a computer or is she on her phone? Does she have her speaker up? Because she's been doing Block Talk Radio so long, she probably knows all the ins and outs. But whenever she calls in, there's all this scratchiness and all that stuff you were hearing. Can you explain it? It more, sounded more like parakeets or, or parrots. I, I, I have those birds, so if you have them in the same room, they start chirping. That sounded like it was chirping constantly. 
Gigi, are you there, or she's got left us temporarily, or what? I'm here. I'm here. I guess I was zapped out again, Richard. Every time, every time I start to speak, um, it seems as if I lose my connection for some reason. But I'm here. That hmm. was my uh, comment last bit. Was my comment? Okay. Well, I was asking. Okay. I hope you guys. Well, heard. we were. Well, I'm not sure. Um, I think we may have, but I'm not absolutely positive. Um, but we were commenting about there seemed to be a clicking sound and, and the rustling of papers and, and all kinds of things coming in the background, and we couldn't figure out what the source had been or whatever. So that's that's what we turned our attention to temporarily. So I don't know. I think it may be just interference that's being projected at us. I would not be at all surprised. And just like I'm not all surprised that, uh, you know, we're dropping signals here and there, and it's not so much the reliance of our – internet or the reliance of our connectedness, there is going to be resistance of some kind and it manifests in whatever form it can take or whatever path it can use because, yes, we are truth seekers and we are uh, awakening many uh, upon the ascension path. And this is, this is knowledge that is not only old, but it has also been transmuted and transformed so that now the latter-day generations may comprehend it fully. And when you go talking about, you know, uh, the reality that you are spirit first and human physicality second, um, and that in turn you unite the same not only through your 15 chakras and your 15 strands of DNA, but you also unite it in a spiritual capacity that basically your heart center goes to your higher heart center, which is what TJ was referring to earlier, um, even though there are the same cells from the brain found now around the, the lining of the heart and so forth. And that is the center, of course, of our emotions, and it has always been the center of our emotions. And our emotions, of course, express our artistic nature as well as how we feel about each other or feel about ourselves or feel about what we think or feel about what we know or feel about what we trust and so on and so forth. And the list just goes on and on for days. Well, anyway, it has always been said that if you can reach a point of stillness, in other words, you quiet the mind and you begin listening to the heart center, that in turn the heart will disassociate itself from the mind and liberate a person so that in turn their connectedness to spirit is more direct. And of course it's also said that in the higher heart is where God lies or God lives and that it is only a breath away from any of us at any given moment. And that in turn by attuning to the higher heart that in turn the mind is quieted and left behind because when it comes to spirituality, there is no need for logical thought. And of course, with the junction of science, science is basically maturing to understand that spiritual truth has always been truthful and science is now in the position of substantiating the same. Wouldn't you agree, Gigi? I really, I agree with you 100%. It's being used, you know, as far as ascension. You know, some people say, well, you're on drugs or you're deaf and you don't have any really knowledge of, of ascending anywhere. It's just, you know, an illusion that you have. But I, I beg to differ with them because it is real. When you come back in a new life, in a new body, that regeneration helps you to become the main source of teaching for those here on earth to help them to understand what you've just been taught yourself to make this world a better place to live in. So as far as debunking it, there's no way to debunk it because if you haven't been there, you can't really judge 
you know, and um, I don't argue with people about that, Richard, because of the fact that they haven't been where I've been, and I can only tell them what I know. And if they have, they have a choice. They can believe it or not believe it, but it is true. You do ascend and you do become, you do come back as being someone else in your human form. Agreed, and it makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, because each time you have been reborn, then in turn you would reawaken, and the grander the awakening would become until finally you are completely authentic and true self. And basically what happens is magnetically, since we are electromagnetic beings, uh, we draw magnetically all of those into our lives that are more in harmony with ourselves. And basically, as this happens, of course, we will lose friendships and we will lose uh, acquaintances and things of this nature simply because they no longer transmit with the same frequency or the same vibration that we have. And, of course, the only certainty in creation, of course, is change. And change is always evident and change is self-evident and can be measured by science or it can be measured in spiritual leaps and bounds. It can be measured in all kinds of different quandaries and different aspects and so forth and this mm-hmm. is what the ascension age is all about you know hey, yeah, because Richard, some people, some, i'm sorry oh, go ahead no go ahead I'm, i apologize I'm go just, ahead I'm, I, I was just <laughs> going to say you know <laughs> some some people you know they have a, a a way of misinterpreting ascension because if they really understood does it really strengthen your faith when you ascend and you come back down or does it not? And I was going to ask you that question, Richard. Um, does it really... <laughs> hey, Richard, am I supposed to be upset that I'm on this planet right now? <laughs> That's a good one, Pastor Gigi. I think everybody wants to know that, Richard. Yeah, Richard, help us out here, Master Pastor. <laughs> well, in a genuine spiritual text or spiritual concept or spiritual ideology, Yes, we have all agreed on some level to be here at this point in time. Um, I don't know. I cannot say for an absolute certainty, you know, that the reasons may be uh, mass consciousness or the reasons may be individual consciousness or the reasons may be because there is a task for us yet to complete. Uh, Naturally, at 14, I was told that, hey, you got to go back whether you want to or not. And I was basically pushed back not yelling and screaming, mind you, but there was certainly a lot of resistance because I felt loved and in compliance with peace to a degree of which I had never previously experienced. So, yeah, I can understand that a lot of people are questioning about now, well, am I really here for a reason? And if so, what that reason is? And I think the reason overall is a community of unconditional love because when two or more are gathered, so is the Christ consciousness, and so are all the ascended masters and all the beings from all of the different dimensions and all of the different galaxies and all of the different universes and so forth. We are all in concordance right now. We are all what you would say the vessels of receptorship. Uh, We have decided that at this point in time we will awaken and become authentic to our highest possible degree. And that is the whole purpose of being here, is to shine the light purely by being here. There is no other purpose, there is no other mission per se, other than to exist and to shine the light of unconditional love 
that you as a being share with others. And all of the other understandings and all of the other truths and all of the rest of the knowledge and wisdom that comes from that is in turn, of course, given by grace, and through grace we interchange with each other. So that is my take on things, sort of, kind of. (laughs) Kind of like a patient portal, in a way, because you're back and forth. TJ, are you there? Hello? The other pastor. What's the other pastor's name? Pastor Johnson? Yeah. Um, pastor Ken, you could say. Yeah, I'm oh, here. I'm, okay. I was just listening. I was just listening. Folks, we only got 10 minutes left. That's odd. I hear that sound again. Yeah, I'm I know. Not I know what it is. My speakers coming from are somewhere. down. Yeah, it's not coming from any of us. I think it's coming from. It may be coming because there's an airplane flying overhead. No, this is the the chirping of a bird. It's a chirping sound like a bird. There are no birds chirping here. (laughs) And that sounded like a door being pulled open. That's weird. That's me closing my patio door. Um, I was sitting. Yeah, I was sitting away from all the noise that I thought. So I could um, ask, I want to ask Pastor Ken about his book. Where can you get his book? Pastor Ken? No, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't didn't hear. You're talking about my book? A couple, I've got several yeah. books, but. Uh, okay, well, um, probably the one that would get everybody into the right thing. It's Ken's Moon. And. Um, it was that's the autobiography which covers my history background and everything we did in the space program and what we discovered on the moon some of the alien bases which I was privy at that uh, viewing the the pictures and things of and I was able to keep copies of the, those forces which didn't get published out to the public but I have them and they're on this book uh, that's primarily one and then um, well I guess we're just going to stick with uh, oh the regression of an NASA whistleblower which got me into a lot of trouble with with um, James Oldberg and a few of the other people, which tried to get me to shut up. The whole thing is when you when – you, my feeling is as long as you're sticking with the truth and you've got the documents to prove that what you're saying is true, then they can come after you, but you have to be careful. Um, it's amazing how there have been at least two events where they've almost had me taken out, uh, auto accidents and other people involved. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you just don't know. Uh, but I think we have a reason to be here. And we're we're bringing out the truth facts, and uh, we're doing the right thing. That's, so long as we stick with doing the right thing, we'll be blessed. Exactly, because I had a well, I do have a friend. I won't I won't mention his name here, but he worked for NASA also, and he created the, the insulation for the space capsule. So you know, I was told you know we can never talk about it and whatever he does. You're really putting the person in, in, a, in a whole lot of situations that could cause you to be taken out of whatever. So I, I understand, but I would like to read your book and um, read it for myself to obtain more information so I can be a little bit more knowledgeable of uh, what we're talking about here. Hello? Okay. <laughs> 
Did he KJ? not What? What? No, I heard. I caught part of it. What do you say? Ken. Ken's oh. moon. K E N apostrophe S. Ken's moon. Uh, let me. I can't put my. Ken, can you put <laughs> your finger? Anyway, is it? It's on Amazon. Let me look real quick, folks, uh, because uh, it is a foundation, and uh, we we have a few changes to make in it. Uh, and we'll probably do a second edition, but uh, Ken and I uh, realized that the first time, but I was not his publisher, so uh, you can release the book in the second edition. It's Ken's Moon, the smoking gun that reveals the dark. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Dang it. Book by. <coughs> oh. Oh. Are you okay there? No, that. That I don't was know the why the book is choking me. It's on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> Doc Pastor Gigi. Um, Darn, no, I, I don't want to be talking on spiritual about a smoking gun, but that's what the the one I do not have. This is a later release, but uh, we have some typos in some of them, but I wasn't the publisher. But you can you know have one or two maybe anyway, according to Stanton Friedman. Stan had well, some, and I was working with him as an editor, but he had an a agent in New York. But it's Ken's Moon, K-E-N, S, and it's by Ralph Kennedy Johnston Sr. is the author. But it says just by, Josh, by Ken Johnston, Ken Johnston Sr. Mm-hmm. The one I'm looking at has Ken's, mm-hmm. uh, has your na- whole name in it. I wonder how many copies you got. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now, and it says it's nine hundred and what? Nine hundred and two dollars eighty one. Four hundred dollars. Nine hundred. Yeah, that's the price on it. I'm, I'm looking that's at right. it right on Amazon. Yeah. Now there's one on Prime for fourteen ninety nine. Uh, there's a whole bunch of yours. There's three. I'm looking at three copies of your book, Ken. How many times did what? you release it? I, <laughs> I think somebody did something for me. The original release was at uh, Ken's Moon, the smoking gun that revealed the dark mission of NASA. When that was uh, released the second time, it was Ken's Moon revealing the dark mission of NASA. And then, Regressing uh, then, of the NASA whistleblower, Ken Johnston Sr. Now that's that, yeah, that then that was the third one. So, okay, uh, we need to put series on these, Ken, so people know it's a re-release. But I'll help you with all that, folks. Okay. Uh, we're going to help Ken uh, get his books out, uh, and uh, we're going to write a new one, Ken, and put some things you feel in a different series for Ascension Age. We'll put more of your spirituality in it but um, look at paper book the regression of a nasa nasa whistleblower as one of the but when i pull it up i see three different versions i do too yeah but it's very pricey i mean four hundred dollars nine hundred dollars well that's also some of the books what can't, uh, that's what they do to publishers that publish. Uh, I'm a publisher and, and also uh, Dr. Richard Allen Miller with Oak Publishing, but we're coming together because Jeff Bezos had so many up there 
Now, I've got Cosmos Ambassador that we're writing now, but I put it up to see what they would knock the price up. Ken, it's right next to yours for two ninety nine, and we don't even have anything on the inside of it. I wanted to see what Amazon would do with that. So it says Cosmos Ambassador, Kindle book, author of Knowing Cosmology. And as far as I know, they pay. They left it. It says free app and two ninety nine. So folks, the four pastors here will get these written properly and get you the right prices because once they go on Amazon, all these companies, uh, maybe not Barnes and Noble because all mine used to be on Barnes and Noble, but Google also sells a lot of my books, and some of them are part free and part part of them. I've had them up there for years. But Ken, yeah, Ken, it's the same problem I had, and so did Richard Allen Miller. But let's get you, uh, you know, which ones you want out there. And uh, they do run the prices up depending on what book club you're in or bookstore you're looking at. But this is an education for uh, Pastor Gigi because uh, we're really looking into all this, folks, because they used to run all of our publishers up because everything had gone to uh, ebooks, and we all used Create Space, and everybody. All the publishers trusted Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Of course, he lived in a little house and a little car, and he just had a little job over in Wall Street. But we lived through that too, folks. So, But he became like the richest man in the world. But, you know, all that's going to come back in the next reality. Uh, but we all love and like. We share, uh, what do we say, unconditional love. <laughs> now, Ken, yeah. Ken. And I'm looking at Ken's Moon Revealing the Dark. Is, is that the same book as Ken? It's all the same inside, just different covers, or maybe re edited you know, or what? The one you are, are, um, yeah, were talking about was an eight and a half by 11 size book, and it said The Smoking Gun Revealing the Dark Mission of NASA, an autobiography by Ken Johnson Sr. The uh, next time when we republished that, it was. Uh, Ken's Moon Revealing the Dark Mission of NASA, and this was the auto, an autobiography by Ken Johnston. And then to try to bring all that stuff together, I, I did the regression of, of the NASA whistleblower, and, and that got uh, the, the government, the secret government, and those people from going out after me, and that's when I had a few the car accidents and almost almost wiped me out. They, somebody, they were trying well, to get me keep my mouth shut, but I, it's well, I too late now. It's all out now. Well, no offense, Ken, but I don't have $902.81 to buy your <laughs> oh. original book. Well, so, I can send you half, a, half of it, maybe. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, you uh, know, that's, that's, my, my prices went up on my books as well because I have three books out on Amazon. And, you know, the prices are just horrendous. And now I know, you know, by you explaining it, you know, TJ, why that happens, so. You know, I'll just pull my books from Amazon and put them on somewhere else. Probably. Oh, no, you got to leave it on Amazon. We just got to go in and let the people in the uh, <clears throat> business because we've already done an expose and we've already had around the world uh, exposure. Uh, we've already done videos on all that. And we've had uh, – so people know, uh, you know, we've already gone through all that with all the publishers. But no, no, leave it. You have to – all of us have to work with that, but now that we've caught it, and uh, but it's still happening. 
we'll we'll mm-hmm. work with you on that because uh, that's what we do is we work for light workers and truth seekers. But I have an authors club online, folks. If you wonder why the concern for Dr. Ralph Kennedy Johnson Sr.'s books, plus he's a friend of mine, <laughs> and I don't want to see oh. he, he can't be selling books at eight hundred. You know, I just don't have that kind of money, folks. I don't know why they knocked this book up. So I think. It sounds it sounds like a ty- like a typo, and nobody nobody caught the typo, and it's been out there. Nah. People say, "Oh my God, I can't afford it." No, it's, I doubt it's that Amazon's it. bots. It's the bots, and they they had those in the beginning. But no, yours is down to twenty and fifteen. And folks, everybody in our authors club, be sure and put your author bio on Amazon, and uh, we'll do spirituality, science, math, reference books, business computer technology, but uh, we're working on some spirituality books and our our real out-of-body, our real near-death, and our real Ascension Center testimonies together, and we'll get them out there on Amazon, but no, that's okay, uh, CC. What's the name of your book, CC? Let me, I didn't know you, I mean, GG. Excuse me, I, you must have been a CC in a past life, because I cannot figure out why my soul or my spirit or my brain calls you CC. I have no clue. There are three. There are three true story books of, of, of people's lives. One is called Dolores. One is called Jolene. Uh The other one is uh, the Cassie Gaines, the Cassie Johnson story. It's about uh, her life as a a woman of ill repute who came back to try to straighten her life out again. So that was not. That was way before I met you guys, anyway. But they've been out there for a while, some years. Is it Jolene? Because there's a whole bunch of Jolene's. Do I have to put in by Gigi no, J- Adams? No. J-O-B-L-E-E-N. They're on Amazon. Uh, you can put in Gwendolyn D. Adams Evans, and it might pull it up. Jolene, uh, the Cassie Gaines story, and also, when, um, yeah, Gwendolyn D. Adams when, Evans. I'm going to try that. I'm in my Amazon account, and I've got a prime. Mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Adams Evans. Let me check that. Yeah, we'll have to get you in our book club and uh, put your book. Well, we'll make the ascension. The Wailing Alien, is that you? That's mine. That's a children's book I'm writing for kids. It's... <laughs> and then A Winter Without a Coat. Oh, yeah. you're quite a published author here. Uh, my goodness. Yeah. Girl, you had, I had no idea. Uh, you've got several books out. Yeah. But, um, oh, good. I know. Good. Well, yes, you can join our club, uh, the one that, that Ken couldn't. <laughs> yeah. The Wailing Alien is actually a true story. It's just in a kid's kind of like a tongue twister. You know, for children um, to get used to not being afraid of what they see and what they experience because, you know, so many people scare them into belief that, you know, you're going to get caught and you're not going to ever come back and things like that. So it's kind of like a tongue twister, you know, with reality in it. So it's, it's kind of a funny, fun kind of thing where kids actually learn a lesson from an alien that came to Earth. So uh, I was asked by the Board of Education to write that some years ago, you know, for for, for some kids, so I did it. That's what that Thank you. Well, we appreciate mm-hmm. your participation. 
Thank you for that. And I can get look at it free. So I will do that. Thank you, Gwendolyn. All right. So Pastor Gigi is Gwendolyn Adams Evans and an uh, accomplished author on Amazon with four books to her credit. And I didn't know that about you. So uh, we've got a lot to learn about each other. I'll talk very much about myself. But I wanted to ask a question to anyone that any one of you pastors that can answer it. I don't know whether you you've experienced this and I know you said we're almost out of time, T J. But there's a rumbling sound that I hear and people actually think that I'm going crazy, but I hear this, this rumbling sound. It's kind of like a low grade sound. You know, it's like it's coming from the earth or somewhere because I can hear it. If I'm very still I can hear it, it's in the atmosphere. And I can hear it, I can feel it under my feet, but it's not an earthquake. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Because there's a funny sensation that I get in my skin and where my, my hair rises up on my arm every time I hear it. It's something like maybe invisible electricity, for lack of a better word. Does that make well, sense? Of course, everything is magnetic and everything is electricity. So everything resonates at 0.1 hertz. So the earth, everything, but a lot of people you'll hear talk about 7.8, and that's true too. And then also uh, when the crickets sing, they sing an E-flat, okay? So uh, everything is moving, everything is alive, everything is, you know, working together. So, yes, some people modulate more than others, and some hear better than others. And um, we've had uh, even books written on that in our author's club uh, by uh, what's his name? He wrote for Amazon. Oh, who is my person? Ken, do you remember over in Texas our our gentleman with Bonnie? Um, oh my gosh, they went through the hurricanes, and after the hurricanes, we had he lived around Port no. Arthur. I can't remember his name, folks. I'm so embarrassed. And he's I've had so many groups. Social media groups and so many authors, and he swore he was allegiance to ACO. But I was writing today because we lost a lot of our people because of the of the politics. Uh, Pastor Gwendolyn Adams Evans, author, and Pastor Gigi. Uh, reason is so many of the people got involved in the uh, social media uh, politics on Facebook that they started blocking each other. And uh, (coughs) that's why I'm reforming (laughs) with a lot of you people here because in our church, we can't mix and have a nonprofit as a church and do politics. Although I've been in many pews, including Latter-day Saints, (laughs) LDS talking politics, okay? So I know they do it. The government may not know they do it, but that's one of the biggest churches in the world. But a lot of them believe in extraterrestrials and angels, and they know about the kings and the queens and the empires, and they know the levels and the evolutions and the tears, and they know we come back, and most of the ones with the mega-rich all knew exactly what we're talking about today, but they kept it out of the books, even the Bibles, which is the basic instruction before leaving Earth. They left a lot of the books so you wouldn't know what we're telling you is the truth today. But you know how we know? We experienced it. So Ascension Masters are here to come together and support each other and form our own group 
and unconditional love with the fact that we will welcome all our love and light, our light workers, our truth seekers, and yes, even our star seeds, and even our scientists and our agnostics. So everybody's invited. And that chirp will not go away. That is coming from that from blog talk because we used to have that to interrupt anytime we started a new. A show with new people or something. So we're being tested, folks, I guess. But Vox Nest, I will tell them about it because they bought Blog Talk Radio. I'll get with one of their developers. But that used to happen all the time. But it also was coming uh, with the connection when uh, you would come on from Atlanta. Do you know who your service provider is, Miss Gigi? Uh, yes, at and well, uh, now, if you were a past, do you still all have all your files on Blog Talk Radio? Now I'm talking like the investigator, journalist, or reporter. I'm not talking as the pastor. Now I'm just talking technical. Do you still have an account with Blog Talk? I do. Huh. But you know the truth. I do. I do. I have a. I still have the account because um, it seems as if my shows have been lit up time that I get on to log on to the artist log. They're old shows that I had and it's, it's telling me that I need to upgrade. You know, and I, I find that very strange because I've already I pay monthly for, for my blog talk platform and all of my archives are there, but I have to go over from each one of the titles that I had doing the radio broadcast over the years to get everything back into one you know, until one radio show because I wanted to bring all of my archives over, but I'm having difficulty bringing them all over to just to show that I do a journey on the artist law. That one on Blog Talk Radio, especially. That's also why we have the clicking sound because it usually came from anyone that was on another Blog Talk that came on my show. So it's an mm-hmm. internal uh, bot or something they have because. When we'd have conflicts with due to the each blog talk radio trying to connect and talk like the chirping birds, so uh, the only way they would have gotten your uh, your files crossed was if you changed the name as you logged in and your call sign, because we can only have one call sign. Like why I haven't changed. TJMRCT Radio to American Communication Online. I had one Cosmos Radio in order to carry those, and they lost some of my files in 2008 and then uh, later on. So just to let you know, once you get a call sign with a company, it's like getting a Gmail account with one name. I have 10, Master, and I'm a programmer and a, uh, well, we'll just say that I have brands, folks, but we've worked it out finally after 10 years with Google that they have uh, set me up a branding account where I can do that. Unfortunately, Blog Talk doesn't do that. So, Gigi, um, I suggest that some of yours may have been under a separate email or Gmail. Are you paid with a different card or something? Do you remember that, that you may have changed data inside their software package? Uh, No, because I have a journey. We're not alone, and that was put into hiatus because my co-host, well, we won't talk about that right now, but anyway, she's not doing the show anymore. So I kept the show title, and I'll, I'll go in, you know, to do uh, whatever I need to do under that broadcast. 
And then the other one was the Artist Month, which I've had for many years. And I can still broadcast up under either one of those names. So my card has always been the same. So, you know, the numbers were the same. You know, also, so now the numbers are different. And I'm like, what's going on? Because, oh. you know, you can, you can have one title show, but you can also use a subtitle for whatever you're going to talk about, you know. Right. All I can my say the Right. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, All right. I think he wants us to get off now because he's ready to get out. <laughs> All right. It doesn't necessarily go need ahead. to go out to the audience. John. Go ahead. Well, they may... Yeah, I was just going to say real fast that you, know, you, you asked about that uh, book of mine called Ken's Moon, and it was also uh, republished in Spanish, who is Spanish, and that's La Luna de Ken. So it's available in, in all Spanish if, if that's your language. So, anyway, there you go. Well, it's one of I them. Can. Okay. That's great. We'll get it out here, Ken, okay. on our websites for everybody. Okay. All right, folks, yeah. we'll do our best to help you join our Authors Club online. And uh, Richard uh, will be helping us uh, with radio if you would like to uh, come on and participate. Ken, would you like to return on Saturday or Sunday or both? And do we – is four to six or five to seven better? Let's go ahead and let everybody know. Uh, you would have to get with me. We'll work out my schedule to be sure that we're we're all set and I'm I'm available. So we'll work it. Okay, so I guess Ken's on board then, and I know Richard is, and he's agreed to be our official president. And everybody, we're going to get squared away on all our virtual, remote, and our live events for the next ten years. We hope so. Stay uh, stay. Tuned, and we will be back, <clears throat> I believe, Wednesday. Uh, so stay tuned to Blog Talk Radio. And uh, Richard, we need to start returning back. So we need to get Marcy and Gigi or whoever wants to do. But I've got some other people I want to talk to you about psychic reading. So, Gigi, we got plenty of people coming forward. So let's get ready. Train the trainers Monday. Thank you, everybody. You did an excellent job. You're all master pastors now for the Ascension Center, even if a lot of the academics don't believe it. We're going to do our thing. So <laughs> love and light, everybody. Unconditional yeah, love. Love and light. And, uh, love and light. Come back and see it. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes. Peace out. Right? Love and, love and light. Okay. I've got to get – it knocked me out of the studio. Goodness sakes. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.